welcome to Random Gaming Talk, it's Entertainment Talk's podcast for video games. I'm your host Matthew, joining me today, my co-host is Roberts. How are you doing? I'm doing good, how are you doing today? Doing alright, doing good. Um, so, what have you been playing within the last week or so? Uh, a little bit of uh, Animal Crossing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of torn on that game, I mean, it's fun, but it also kind of gets to be like very job-like in a way, because you got to kind of do this, that, and the other things. Look, look after things, you know. Yeah, yeah, fairly consistently. So, um, been playing more uh, uh, Seven Days to Die. I didn't know that uh, Gears Tactics was PC first, so I downloaded that as part of this Game Pass and uh, started playing that a little bit. That has potential. A lot of story. You wouldn't think that a you know, a, a tactical turn-based kind of a game like that would have that deep of a story, but it actually does, which was surprisingly mm. fresh. Cool. Uh, other than that, not really much. Okay. Do you think I would like Animal Crossing? I don't know. I mean, it's it's definitely designed more on the younger side. When I say the younger side, I mean like sub eighteen. Um, it is. It's a very good game. It's just one of those things you gotta like task jobs. Like there's basically what it is is you get to a point where you start doing tasks and then you basically make your own fun, kind of like Minecraft. Uh-huh. Um, so you have to decide, okay, I want to I want to make this or I want to get to this point or something like that, and that has to be a gameplay style that you enjoy. Otherwise, it's not really gonna click. Okay, so a little bit Sims esque. Kind of Sims esque, kind of yeah. Okay, cool. Um, I've I've only heard good things about it, and it sold like you know fifteen million copies or whatever. Um, so I'm I'm still kind of curious about it. Obviously, I do still have my Switch and everything. So uh, there's that. But um, yeah, I might look into it at some point. I've got a lot of stuff I'm gonna potentially be playing. Uh, Watch Dogs Legion came out, and Assassin's Creed Valhalla comes out next week, and then there's going to be Cyberpunk sooner or later. Um, in theory. Yeah, in theory. <laughs> yeah, maybe that game's not real. I don't know. Um, no, I mean, I, I, I think it'll probably get its December 10th release, release date, um, but we, it remains to be seen. Um, went back to Pro Evolution Soccer, because I fancied playing a football game, but just something different. And when I played PES, which is what it's short for, Pro Evolution Soccer, PES, um, when I played it before, I did it only in the coach mode. Now I'm actually, like, you know, controlling all the players on the pitch and everything. It's quite a good game, actually. I do quite like it. Apart from, um, I was doing a, a Twitch stream last night. Actually, I did two. I did two last night and I did one today. And I was doing this little demonstration thing on, because you get... Basic shooting, advanced shooting, and then manual shooting. Um, and I've ended up going with basic just because it's a bit simpler. Um, just the way you sort of... Um, how could I kind of describe it? Like you're running forward in one direction. And then if you've got advanced shooting on, you have to sort of change the analog stick to a different direction. And just a bit a uh, bit, bit more convoluted than what it actually needs to be. Um, I feel like FIFA, the shooting on that, is just a lot sort of more streamlined and a lot simpler. Um, but uh, other than that, I think the, the game's pretty good. I like the sort of physics of it. Um, every now and then you'll sort of, you know, completely miscontrol the ball or pass the ball in the wrong direction or something like that. Um, so there's that as well. But if uh, for those of you that are curious, uh, they're not on the website at the moment. I might put them on there, I don't know. Uh, but on the YouTube channel, the uh, Entertainment Talk Players YouTube channel, 
the streams are available on there. There's only one that's not on there, which is the one I did uh, this afternoon. But uh, it's been it's been quite good. I did a um, two different sort of uh, custom uh, cup competitions, which is where you can put whatever teams you want in there and then uh, figure that all out for yourself. I might do a... Uh, I don't know whether to do one more tournament or to just jump into a actual Master League and then just stream the Master League. So it's like um, an actual season kind of thing. So I can win competitions and win the, the league or, or whatever. Uh, I'll figure that out eventually. I might just do like a shorter competition just to sort of just to sort of get um, a bit more trained with, uh, with, with the game as well. Because I feel like I've got some of the mechanics down with it. But uh, it's just getting used to that as opposed to playing FIFA. Which I am actually still playing both of them at the moment. Uh, so uh, there's that as well, but um, yeah, it's worked out worked out pretty well so far. Uh, what was the other thing I played? Played a little bit more uh, Call of Duty today. Um, it's been working a lot better in the last week or so. Um, I don't know. I think it was again. I think it was the. Um, I think I mentioned this last week or the week before when they did the Halloween Warzone update. It just completely messed about with the servers, and uh, it got to a point before it sort of fixed itself where like I couldn't invite people to my game and I couldn't join other people's games so I was always playing with random people which is just not very fun um, and no offence to French people but it's no good me playing with French people because I can't understand them and they can't understand me so uh, there's there's that as well but no the game seems to have sort of fixed itself a little bit um, but uh, it's been working a lot better the last couple of days so uh, that's been quite good uh, watched a couple of shows and stuff. Those being, I did watch um, how many episodes have I seen? Two episodes, I think, or three episodes of Truth Seekers. So that's been one of the other things I've been I've been kind of doing. Uh, you said you're weirdly on dark seven. show. Yeah, yeah, weirdly kind of. dark. I mean, not like super dark, not like you know morbid or anything. It's just that considering it's a Nick Frost production and it's got Simon Pegg in it, you mm. wouldn't think it'd be that dark, but it is. Yeah. Yeah, but that's been good as well. Uh, what was the other thing that I played? Played a little bit more Crash Bandicoot 4. Tried to get some of the gems and stuff. I'll be honest, it's, it feels a little bit overwhelming when I go into Crash Bandicoot 4. Just because there is just a ton of stuff for me to collect. And that's very much a long term thing. You know, I'm not trying to collect everything on the game by next week. Uh, we'll see how that goes in the future. I've still got to go back to Last of Us 2 as well and kind of completely finish that up. Because uh, both those games are obviously very special to me. But um, yeah, I'm jumping a little bit in between games at the moment. I'm mainly waiting to be sent uh, Watch Dogs Legion. Um, which I made a mistake on by the way. Because I put a space in my rentals list. And then I left the G.I. Joe game on my list for some reason. Um, and I got sent that instead of Watch Dogs. So yeah, I, I did play a little bit of it. The G.I. Joe game just to see what it was like. I didn't know anything about it at all. Um, played a little bit of it. I've sent it back because um, it's never, it's not going to be a game I'm going to finish or whatever. Um, so I'm mainly just uh, switching between a few games at the moment, and then I'm going to go and play uh, Watch Dogs Legion whenever that happens. Um, and then Assassin's Creed comes out like next week, and then there's a whole bunch of other games coming out soon as well. A little hope uh, anthology thing that the second one for that is out. Uh, Dark Pictures anthology thing, whatever it's called. Um, yeah, Man of Maiden was the first one, and this one's called Little Hope or, or something. The the new one that they've got that's come out as well. So, plenty of things to go and play. I just need to be sent some things as well. So, we will see how that goes in the future. But that's pretty much everything we've been doing and playing. Uh, let's get into a bit of housekeeping. We'll see you for that in a second. Hey there, I'm Aaron Holman 
host of Eye to Eye, a weekly podcast talk show all about passion. I have this passion and this fire within me that burns brighter than the fire around me. Hello. With performing, there's always a story to tell, whether it's my own or not. And creativity. I go, he's more than cute. He's creative. All with an LGBT twist. Make sure to check out Eye to Eye. That's E-Y-E, number two, letter I. And rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in today. I'm Christy. And I'm Jackie. And we are Killer Fun. We explore the intersection of crime and entertainment every other week. For as long as people have been communicating, they have been talking about who did what to whom, and is that socially acceptable? Because the boundaries of society, crime, and entertainment have always gone hand in hand. The more salacious, the weird, the better. From books and movies, to television shows and games, we look at how life and art imitate and inform one another. And we can't get together and not laugh. So let's face it, there's going to be laughing. <laughs> Killer Fun is available anywhere you listen to podcasts. So join us. If you'd like to get started with a domain name and a website today, just click on the link in the show notes and that will take you over to Gualu to get started. They also have a live support chat system that you can use, which is in the bottom right hand corner. So get started with a new website and domain name today with Gualu. Hey everybody, if you would like to get the ad-free versions of all of our podcasts and support entertainment talk along the way, all you need to do is head over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk, sign up either as a creator or as a Patreon, there's no difference there. That's just the option for either becoming a creator now or just staying as a patron for the moment. And then all you need to do is support us at the $1 level tier. That will get you access to all of the ad-free podcasts that we've done in in the past and get you access to all the ad-free podcasts in that month as well. So it's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also become a patron at the $3 level tier. That gets you access to ad-free podcasts and allows you to redeem a review of a TV show or a film of entirely your choice. That's one per month for either a TV show or a film review, which is at the $3 level tier. As always, thank you very much for listening. Back to the show. Alright, recently on Entertainment Talk, what have we got for you here? Did a couple of podcasts today. Uh, Actor and Actress Spotlight is back, episode 8, focusing on uh, John Boyega. Uh, I did put a poll out on Twitter, and it was between Kristen Bell, Chris Pratt, um, Millie Bobby Brown, and John Boyega. I thought I'd choose two actors, two actresses, and people that are very different from each other. Uh, but John Boyega won the vote, and I'm going to do another one of those soon. I think that's quite a good way to do it, actually, because if I've got multiple actors or actresses that I want to uh, talk about, I can sort of leave it up to Twitter to decide. Uh, but that's today's episode. We talked about his um, Star Wars career and how that ended up going kind of not particularly great uh, for different reasons. Talked about seeing him uh, for the first time in Attack of the Block in uh, 2011. And uh, he's literally about two years older than myself, so uh, that was kind of cool to to look at as well. Uh, Did the third episode of Analyzing Television, this one talking about Quibi. Quibi is going to be shut down, the mini streaming service, which was originally only for phones, and then got uh, you were able to cast it to Chromecast and other things as well. Uh, It doesn't matter, it's going to be closing down, I think, in December at some point. And I talked about that and all the various different reasons as to why that's happened. Did you ever look into that? Quibi? No, I never got a start on that. No? Okay. Um, it's funny because you look at certain comment sections of news of it shutting down and uh, some people didn't know that it existed, which is not a good sign. But uh, there's that as well. 
Uh, Fear the Walking Dead still continuing. Season 6 episode 4 was this week's episode. Uh, Let's Play Sunday episode for IMM VR. Um, did a... Not really review for a particular season. But I wanted to talk about a show called Working Mums. It's not like one of them Real Housewives shows. Don't worry. It's much, much better than that. Um, this is a show that airs, I think, on CBS in the US. As as far as I, what I looked up. Airs on Netflix in the UK. I think it might be on Netflix in the US as well. But just check your local streaming services, I guess. Um, talked about that. It's just absolutely phenomenal. It's a really, really, really good TV show. Uh, gave it a must-see review. And did a... Basically did a complete spoiler-free discussion on it in the first half and in the, in the second half of the podcast. Didn't talk about spoilers but talked about the characters and what some of them do but not sort of the outcomes of those. Uh, there's no actual story spoilers in there or anything so uh, you can go and listen to that if you want to as well. Uh, United cast, Man United lost 1-0 at home to Arsenal in the Premier League. We cannot seem to get any results at Old Trafford at the moment in the Premier League. It's, uh, it's actually a little bit strange. Um, but there's that game. We play against Istanbul tomorrow night in the Champions League for the third game. And I'll be talking about that. Uh, let's play Sundays for Crash Bandicoot 4. Uh, Discovering Star Trek. Star Trek Discoveries on Season 3, Episode 3. Season 3, Episode 4 will be on Friday. United cast for last week. Man United beat Leipzig 5-0. And uh, Marcus Rashford, which I'm sure is a name that you've all heard of at the moment, given he's been in the news for all good reasons lately. He scored a hat-trick as well against Leipzig, and that was... Uh, fantastic and lastly walking dead will be on up to season one episode four we'll be doing the episode five podcast uh tomorrow so stay tuned for all of that and that's pretty much everything that's been happening on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms let's get into some news Uh, should I go first this week? You go first? I don't know how we... Yeah, really... you can go ahead. Go first. Alright, cool. Uh, so we've got our PS Plus and our Games with Gold games for uh, yeah, no, for, for November uh, 2020. So let's get into those. Uh, the first edition is Bug Snacks for PS5, which will of course have to have a PS5 to download it uh, or to put it on your, your system and, and that sort of stuff. Uh, Hollow Knight for PS4 and Shadow of War for PlayStation 4 as well. And yet again, I think that PlayStation... I mean, we haven't read the games of gold yet, but we'll do that in a minute. But I think PlayStation wins uh, this month quite easily, again. Um, this is something I've been talking about for a few months. That, In terms of PS Plus, PS Now, games with, uh, games with gold and Game Pass, it seems to be more of an effort put into PS Plus and Game Pass as opposed to PlayStation Now and uh, games with gold. Um, how do you feel about these selections for uh, PS Plus? Yeah, they're definitely good games. Uh, I do think it's interesting that they're putting a, uh, you know, a PS5 game on there. I mean, technically they don't have to do that. So yeah, yeah, because you can get. So if you got PS Plus at launch, not only can you get Astro's Playroom because it that is like literally installed, I think, on your on your PlayStation when you get it. Uh, there's all the PS collection games like God of War, Uncharted, is it Bloodborne? Um, we read the list out a few weeks ago. 
Uh, there was like 10 games or something that came with PS Plus. And then you'll be able to get Bugsnacks, a game that they've... Uh, I still don't really know anything about that game, but it's one of them situations where I don't particularly care to, necessarily. Did you ever play the Viva Pinata games? Um, I think I watched somebody play them when I was at high school, but I never played them myself. It. I don't know this for sure, but it looks a lot like that. Okay. Okay. Uh, just everything I've seen from the game so far like premise the trailers what it looks like none of it particularly interests me but that's you know totally fine if other people want to go and play it and, and enjoy it then that's that's great as well plus it's free so that's really good um but uh yeah interesting that they've got a ps5 game available from uh november as well which is which is quite good so um have you played hollow knights or Sh- you've played shadow of war haven't you I think. Yeah, I played Shadow of War. I had owned it for a while. I got rid of it. Um, I'm thinking. I'm trying to remember if that's the one where they had to rewrite the whole game just to get the loot boxes out of it. Uh, that was the sequel, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 I don't know which one was which one was which. The Shadow of Mordor and then Shadow of War. Mm-hmm. I think so. But yeah, no, I remember that it was like littered with loot boxes, and you could do all sorts of things with. Um, Oh, what are they called? The, the enemies. Nemesis system? Nemesis thing? system, yeah. It was something to do with that with yeah, a microtransaction problem or a loot box problem. And they had to uh, figure the whole thing out. Hollow Knight I've played. I didn't particularly click with me. I could see why people like it. And the Shadow... I'll just say the Shadow games. I played a few hours of the first one. And I got really, really sick and tired of the main narrator saying like, Hey, we need to get the, the ring from Sauron like every 10 minutes. And uh, it got it got a bit too much. I thought the gameplay was alright. It's just, yeah, the story and the characters I thought were a, were a pretty big letdown. I can't remember if I got to where you meet Gollum in the first one. I think that I did, but I can't completely remember. Um, so yeah, Games with Gold. We've got Aragami Shadow Edition available 1st to 30th of November. Swim Sanity available from 16th November to December 15th. Full Spectrum Warrior available from November 1st to 15th. And then Lego Indiana Jones, probably the first one, uh, available from November 16th to November 30th. I think that uh, Lego Indiana Jones sticks out here as a fun, potential, good game. Um, But I think all the others are are a pretty big letdown. I did play Origami Shadow Edition. I don't know if it was the Shadow Edition version. But I did play that on Nintendo Switch. And it was was good. It was a little bit clunky in in certain points. And the view that they gave you on the Switch made it kind of hard to see the game. Which is something you've got to keep in mind when you're making video games. Um, But it just... I played like a couple of hours of it. Uh, I don't remember paying... To, oh no, it was through, through Boomerang that I rented that, I remember as well, so I didn't like pay anything for it. I paid my monthly rental thing, but I didn't pay anything for the game. Um, yeah, what do you think of this? Another poor month, I feel, for uh, Games with Gold? Yeah, I mean, Full Spectrum Warrior is kind of a classic, so it's one of those that if you haven't ever played it, it's not terrible to play. Uh, the one thing I will say is that Xbox does an amazing job of making, especially older games, like original xbox games look not terrible on power as part of their backwards compatibility um as longtime listeners of the podcast know i don't play lego games they're just way way too grindy for me but yeah nothing really jumps out at me as a has to play mm-hmm. yeah yeah 
that's the case with that. So that's your games of gold for November for 2020, and we'll see what they offer for Christmas. Um, I do agree in a way that you know it's good to offer 360, Xbox One, and original Xbox games. They just need to choose better games. It's sort of like you have an opportunity here with like making selections from three different generations of games as, a, as you know you've got so much to, to choose from there I just don't feel like they're choosing the right games um every month I feel like they sort of make one or two get like one game stick out every month which for, for, for me this month is the Lego Indiana Jones games and then the rest are just I don't know I mean for I mean Swim Sanity and Full Spectrum Warrior I don't think I'd, I'd heard of before so um because you, you got things like um you know that Simpsons Hit and Run game? That was mm-hmm. I think that's available on original Xbox. I think it was on Xbox, GameCube and PS two. Um mm-hmm. like that that would be a really, really big game to, to get for games with gold, especially as it's not available on um I don't think that game's backwards compatible through Xbox. I haven't heard anyone say that it is. Uh but that would be a pretty big big uh get for, for Xbox Plus because you wouldn't see a PS2 game be a PS Plus game for uh, PlayStation. They they just don't really do that. Because now, now you're probably going to get PS4, PS5 and the odd sort of bonus PSVR game um, every few months. So there's that as well. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the uh, PS5 media remote. Uh, we'll have dedicated buttons for Netflix, YouTube, Spotify and Disney Plus. So the four of them two and then two, you know, how, how those buttons will be laid out. Uh, the console will launch with Apple TV, which I assume includes Apple TV+, Plus, because it's probably the same platform, uh, Disney+, Plus, Netflix, Spotify, Twitch, and YouTube. Um, my question for you, Robert, I mean, you don't work for PlayStation, so I don't know if you'd be able to answer this. Um, no Amazon listed here particularly. That doesn't mean it's not going to launch on PlayStation, but that would be a pretty odd scenario if it didn't. Um, what do you think? Yeah, that's that's super weird that that's not listed on there. Um, maybe they can't get it working. Maybe uh, I don't know. I don't know how that works, but I have to assume Amazon would have to write that app and then submit it uh, for certification. So maybe they just haven't gotten around to doing that yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to assume this is mainly for the UK because this is this doesn't include things like HBO Max, Hulu. Uh, CBS, All Access, Peacock, um, those the the ones that aren't um, available over here either. Uh, it didn't say anything about Now TV, which is uh, basically Sky in the UK. Um, but yeah, what do you think of the selection of the dedicated buttons? You've got Netflix, YouTube, Spotify, and Disney Plus. What would you um, have as your dedicated buttons? Uh, I don't know. I'm actually probably going to get rid of um netflix here soon they're jacking their rates up again i just don't have any interest in what in you know paying 14 dollars a month for that now um disney plus i don't really watch a whole lot either mm-hmm. so it'd probably be more hulu than anything else yeah so hulu youtube mm-hmm. um what else do you use I mean, I try them all eventually. Um, yeah. The broadcast channel that shows the CW shows actually shut down here in my local area, so I have to have the CW app um, to watch anything uh, CW related. Um, I did see the first episode of uh, Swamp Thing. That's on there now. So, oh yeah, I forgot they do. How are they doing that on the CW? Uh, CW has a mobile app, so. No, I mean, because the show's really gory. <laughs> 
Uh, so. Yeah, I mean they, uh, um, it's they don't show all the gore, but um, okay, so they, have like to, they have to censored version. Yeah, I mean you hear uh, there's a dead dead air where the swearing is, so they won't let the swearing on the mobile app for some odd reason. Hmm. Well, it's a network channel, isn't it? So yeah, um, I would probably have YouTube, Netflix, Amazon, if it's definitely on the thing, and then probably. I do use Spotify a, a fair bit actually, um, but yeah, Amazon, Netflix, YouTube. At the moment, possibly Disney Plus because I'm watching the 2016 animated Spider-Man series, Mandalorian Weekly. I've got a few films on Disney Plus that I want to see, and there is the um, oh, what's the other show that's on there? Can't remember, but I'm I'm using that a little bit at the moment, so that will be the other one. Because now TV, I kind of dip in and out of depending on what's on there at the moment but uh yeah pretty much netflix and youtube have got to be my most two uh used apps i think um it'd be good if you could maybe put a game on there as well uh, i mean some people were commenting about you know they should make these buttons customizable even if they still have the logo of like disney plus on it you should be able to change it so that it's maybe a game so if you're maybe someone that i don't know plays destiny almost every day or one of the live service games or or something like that that you should be able to um do something with that as well so uh, I think Gary Witter on Twitter said that uh, he would prefer if um, Twitch was one of the buttons that you could you could use on there so uh, but that's what you have available for you at the moment anyway and we'll see um, if Amazon does actually launch on PS5 it's not been confirmed but it would be very strange uh, if it wasn't so we'll see how that goes uh, that's unfortunately all the news that I do have um, you've got some news as well and then we've got some emails to get into later so um, what do you want to talk about this week yeah well we had there was a, an investors call uh, with Blizzard Activision so we actually have three Blizzard Activision news mm-hmm. this week uh, the first is is that uh, Activision Blizzard President and COO Daniel Al, Al- Gray I think is how you pronounce it uh, said that the company will eventually bring all of its franchises to mobile devices so i'm not quite sure you know how you're going to get some of these games on they're going to bring it to mobile like every franchise they have at some point Hmm. is going to be on mobile i wonder how that will work i don't know but apparently there is a a call of duty mobile right now there is actually i don't know anything about that there is a few um sometimes in the corner uh, on Call of Duty, it will give you little uh, ads for certain things. Not anything that's massively intrusive. I mean, you'd have to deliberately look in the corner to see it. Um, but just things like, you know, Halloween season is out, and then it will say about the Call of Duty mobile game. I have no idea what that even looks like. So I'm uh, I'm guessing it's just a, well, it's obviously a tap on screen kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. But it's, it's, it's funny with, like, it doesn't matter if it's third third person or first person shooter. I don't know how a game like that functions on mobile. Mobile, really, where you've got because you've probably got the um, on-screen analog sticks, which I've tried on certain mobile mobile games, and it just it's it's just very yeah, it's not really particularly great. And then you're just sort of tapping on the screen to shoot and stuff. Because when you're kind of holding a phone with your uh, eight fingers and then you've got your two thumbs on the screen there's you, you're a little bit limited with what you how much you can sort of reach that's why i remember when um <clears throat> when fortnite was announced for for mobiles and i said like how are you going to do you know you you know you got like jumping and crouching and reloading and shooting and all the building as well and you've only got 
two thumbs realistically that you're gonna do that with um as opposed to when you're holding a, a controller and you can pr press multiple buttons at the same time so uh, i mean if we're talking about activision blizzard here and if they're talking about overwatch as well um i don't really know how that is going to work the same way either yeah now remember this is just the franchise is not the game so we don't know how the game is going right. to look could do something different with it so yeah because um there's a crash game that's in the works it's going to be an endless runner hmm. um that's quite fun actually yeah and there's a diablo immortal which is i don't know if you ever saw that but uh when you they were doing too yeah well no that was after the fact but oh. when they originally announced it and it was a, a mobile game you could hear the air just getting let out of the room yeah. as everyone was yeah. just like Ugh. i remember that video it was, yeah it was right up there when uh valve announced the game and it wasn't half-life 3 you could just <laughs> hear everybody being completely completely gutted yeah yeah um but we we have phones too apparently um yeah it'd be interesting to see what they do because they do have quite a few different franchises as well um i mean you've got spy if you're talking activision and blizzard or activision blizzard you've got spyro crash call of duty Bl uh not blizzard um diablo overwatch call of duty tony hawk tony hawk's probably going to be one of the easiest to do mobile games with i guess mm -hmm. um yeah what uh what other ones have they got as well Spyro be kind of in I reckon they'll probably do a Spyro like runner sort of game um if Crash is going to be a success but we'll, we shall see so um but what what ones would you like to see from them on mobile honestly I don't know um I can't like I can't imagine half the games that they have mm. as any kind of a mobile game yeah so I'm really just drawing a blank on that one yeah so we'll see how that works out. Um, what else did you want to talk about from them? Well, as part of the uh, investors call and fireside chat, uh, Activism Blizzard announced that uh, it made $1.2 billion, that's with a B, um, from July to September in microtransactions. So obviously everybody's stuck at home, so there's uh, nothing else to do but, you know, buy crap you don't really need but yeah i mean that is quite a lot um especially for a three-month time period yeah yeah if, if you'd have said that that was from like a year to a year or something um that would have made a bit more sense but no that's crazy a couple of months so july to september for, for this year july september for this year july um, september um which is up 70 percent from the same time period last year damn that's i mean it's it's really crazy when because I, I hear now and again different microtransaction numbers and you think like okay you take the microtransaction numbers wh whether or not it's microtransactions or loot boxes it's still you know kind of the same thing whatever um you take like the either half a billion some of these companies make or the, the billions that these companies make and then that's not even including like the game sales so you look at something like that that's that's what i think people don't realize about um ea and fifa like not only does that game is that game probably going to at least be in the top five at least for the month i think that game out i think fifa 21 came out in october this year um not only is it guaranteed to be in the top five for sales and probably still sell you know 10 or so million i don't know how many millions of copies they sell of or fifa every year but at least a, a good few million so you got that and then you got that times you know 60 dollars uh or 45 pounds uh or sometimes 55 pounds depending on what version or whatever you're getting uh and then you got the loot boxes and the ultimate team stuff and everything else on top of that um 
Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy how much money this all adds up to. This is why I say things again like don't accept bad AAA video games because they've got the money to be able to make better video games. And I'm not talking about every single company, you know, not every game's got microtransactions and loot boxes in them. But um, there's there's just too many scenarios sometimes where a bad video game's come out to where a company could probably have spent more money on it to simply make the game better. And uh, that's why we shouldn't accept bad AAA video games. Plus it's literally the developer's job to make a good video game. So um, you got that part of it as well. Um, but what do you think? Yeah, I mean, according to the article, the bulk of that was from uh, Modern Warfare and Warzone. Those microtransactions were up 400% from the same time last year. Uh, and something I didn't know, that uh, Activision Blizzard owns King, which is the company that owns Candy Crush. Oh. So though that's part of that microtransaction bulk as well. Yeah, buying lives and all that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't played Candy Crush for like, six years or something i don't know um, one guy i know described deleting candy crush off of his phone as getting out of a toxic relationship sounds about right yeah i mean yep. yeah it's it, these things can become an addiction you know uh, as much as playing normal video games can be an addiction so can you know hey i'll just buy another life and another one and another one oh it's only a pound or whatever or 80, 80 pence and you buy another and then another and then another and then sometimes you're in a situation where you, you just need one more life to where you're going to get to the next stage. So it's another one. And um, it's just, it's unfortunate. But um, yeah, I mean, if, you, if you've if you been addicted to one of them games and you've been able to peel yourself, yourself away from them and delete them off whatever device, um, it's probably taken a lot more strength than what a lot of us would realize for uh, people to do that. So, because, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's just like certain, a lot of different YouTubers have said before that, some this stuff kind of, it is pretty much gambling um depending on the exact mechanic that you're you're actually trying to unlock um i mean if you're going to purchase something on a game and it's very specific as opposed to a more of a loot box scenario where you don't know what you're going to get out of it that uh, that is pretty much the definition of gambling so um yeah credit to you if you're able to to, to peel yourself away from those uh, types of situations um Cool. What else did you want to talk about today? Well, the third bit of uh, Blizzard news is the announcement for BlizzCon. As you know, uh, uh, BlizzCon was canceled this year because of COVID. Uh, As part of the fireside chat, uh, company president Jay Allen Brock revealed that the online version of BlizzCon will be totally free this year. Mm. The event is running from February 19th to 20th, uh, 2021. Um, So there's no specific way to view it online they do say um i'm guessing it's like twitch or something like that yeah um some things announced for is going to be diablo 4 diablo immortal overwatch 2 um hearthstone is going to have some updates start to craft 2 is receiving a major update Uh, world of warcraft is going to get some play and uh, shadowland expansion before uh, 2020 is over but no real confirmation on that Mm mm-hmm yeah i mean gosh when was the last time they talked about overwatch 2 it was only the other day someone mentioned that it had been over a year since the game was announced and uh i don't recall the last time that they, I, I forgot the game was actually in development overwatch 2 because uh they've just they've gone dead radio silent on it so 
Um, I mean, in terms for me, and you know, the Activision Blizzard stuff, I'm much more interested in the Activision games, Call of Duty, Spyro, Crash, Tony Hawk, maybe a few others. Um, Blizzard, you know, I haven't played Overwatch for probably at least a few years at this point. Uh, Diablo, I'll probably not really get into. Um, but I'm just, I'm just curious to see what they'll say about uh, Overwatch 2 because it's been a very, very long time since I've seen anything on that game. So, uh, what do you think? Yeah, um, I mean, I played it for a bit. Um, I was trying to learn the game and never really clicked with me too much. Um, see, I'm not sure that that game really needs a sequel because you've got so many heroes and so yeah. many characters to ask players to completely abandon everything. They've spent literally, what, four or five years uh-huh. learning, playing strategy-wise. Actually, that is a question. When did Overwatch originally le- release? I think it was 2016, because I'm sure it won the 2016 Game of the Year. Hang on, I'm just Googling it real quick. Yeah, May 24th, 2016. Hmm. So you're honestly going to ask uh, um, you know, everybody in the community to to just give up everything they've already known so that just doesn't make any sense yeah i think the only interest the only way i take interest in overwatch 2 is if i think they're supposed to have a single player campaign story this this uh for this one because they got some you know it's an interesting world there's some interesting lore in there some cool characters um and uh even with the little shorts and stuff that they've done in the past there's always been a, a, a bit of life there that you could uh, really work with and stuff. I mean, that that's ripe for a. It doesn't have to be Netflix, but a, a TV series as well could be could be quite good. Um, but yeah, I'd be curious to see what they could do with a um, like an actual story mode for it, because that that would pretty much be the only reason I'd play Overwatch Two. So, um, how about you? Would you play it for for a story or something? I might try it hmm. um, just to see what it's about. I don't know if I would play it all the time that's just really kind of a it would have to depend on the gameplay Mm -hmm. cool all right what else do you want to talk about today oh well fresh from the desk of who the hell asked for this i'm betting nobody uh recently formed swedish developer shark mob is taking the vampire the masquerade ip and turning it into a battle royale the trailer, which is on the uh, webpage that I'm referencing, shows vampires leaping across, roof, leaping across rooftops and doing battle in the streets of modern European city. They fire guns at each other using explosive vampire powers to attack and defend themselves. And at the end, it's a battle royale game. I mean, seriously. Mm-hmm. What the hell? What in the actual hell? We have another. Yeah. How many battle royale games is there at the moment? Quite, I don't know. I I'm... Quite a few. I forget if I'm like 80% is sure uh, that I've mentioned this on podcast before, but have you ever seen the movie Other People's Money? No. What is it? Uh, it's a mid-90s Danny DeVito movie, um, but he's basically um, you know, a business type, and he's trying to take over a business to liquidate it. Um, and it's really kind of a it, – you know, it's a – statement on business and acquisitions and things like that but it also had a really interesting line in it well he's uh defending why he's doing what he's doing he said the surest way to go broke is to get an increasing share in a decreasing market um so you gotta figure battle royales are going down in in popularity but yet people keep coming out with them so yeah or at least crashing to the point where the best will survive i guess um because, I mean, you've got, what, Warzone, which is really popular, um, Fortnite, 
that's really popular. Apex, those are pretty much the top three. I mean, PUBG's still out there somewhere. Again, I haven't even heard anyone say the name PUBG this whole year. Uh, I don't think. I don't I don't remember last time we had a news piece for PUBG in the podcast. Or the last time I saw someone streaming it. Or someone said that they were playing it online. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I think PUBG's still out there. So... But, yeah, uh, and think about, like, uh, MMOs. I mean, if you go from, like, 2000 to maybe, like, 2014, it seemed like we were getting a new MMO every single year, sometimes yeah. two or three a year. And now there are, like, none almost. I mean, I know WoW's still out there, but WoW will never die. Mm. Um, did but uh, if, did Battlefield ever release theirs? I can't even I, remember. I don't know because I don't really follow that franchise, so... Yeah, and I remember when they announced one for... It's either Battlefield 1 or Battlefield 5, because one of them came out after the other. Because um, Battlefield 1 was supposed to be like a World War 2 game or something. And I think that was going to have a Battle Royale. There was supposed to be a Battlefield Battle Royale coming out at some point, And I can't remember if it actually got released. So that's another one. Um, so, yeah, no, I'm not including things like, you know, Destiny, because that's not a Battle Royale. Um, so, but yeah, there's still, there's still a bunch of these things. I mean, Ubisoft trying to do a few of these as well um so yeah but uh we have another one so i i still think it'll be a situation where at the end of the day warzone probably survives because it's doing really well fortnite i think will pretty much always be around and uh apex seems to still get played now and again by by certain people so we will see what happens with all these uh games in the future uh what else did you want to talk about today well, remember last week when we talked about how there was a company selling custom faceplates for the PS5? Yeah. Uh, they're gone. They're shut down. They're gone, just like Quibi. Yep. Uh, PlateStation5.com has already been forced to rebrand to CustomMyPlates.com following a complaint from Sony legal team earlier this week. But now the seller claims that subsequent legal threats to go to court over the faceplate has forced the company to stop selling the products entirely and refund all the pre-ordered purchases. Uh, the guy behind the company says, before we launched, we did our due diligence and we were of the opinion that because Sony only has patented has patents pending on the faceplates, uh, there would be no problem. But only a day after our website went live, Sony lawyers asked us to change the name due to trademark infringement, which I can kind of understand that. Uh, we thought the switch would be enough to keep everybody happy, and honestly, we were hoping so since we are already underway with product development. But then Sony's lawyers told us that it was their opinion, Sony's IP extended to the faceplate, and that if we continue to sell, they will end up in court, which mm-hmm. nobody wants to go to court. Nope. Nope. Uh, not in this day and age. Um, yeah, it's a bit of a shame. Um, I do think that this feels like a little bit of a scenario where you've got that corporate version of Sony that's that's come out and put, sort of put their foot down and I understand, you know, if it's got the trademark name on it and, and that sort of thing, um, that makes sense. But it this sort of feels now I could be wrong about this, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say it anyway. This sort of feels like a scenario where, okay, Sony, you should either do this yourself or let someone else do it. Because I don't really want a scenario where, okay, they said no to this company, you know, th- threatened them with lawsuits and whatever a little bit, uh, sent them the email and stuff. It, it's sort of like okay if you if you shut them down which again you, you've done for understandable reasons you know there's the trademark thing and everything but i don't i can't see sony turning around and saying like hey you know we this thing happened and then you know we're, we're gonna make our own 
faceplates. They just don't really seem like the type of company to actually kind of do that, um, which is uh, which is a little bit disappointing because I I really like you know um, being able to customize your consoles and the controllers and uh, that that sort of cool stuff. So yeah, what do you make of this situation? Yeah, it's it's so weird. It's almost like Sony doesn't want people buying their PlayStation because this is just another move that's just going to piss off fans. Hmm. Yeah. Plus, wouldn't it like? I don't know. Let's say someone. I'm I'm not saying that this website could make someone say, "Okay, I can get a custom face paint now. I'm going to buy a PlayStation Five. But it would just be. I feel like it would be actually be better PR for Sony if they were like, you know, let let this company do this and then it could kind of i don't know the P- the pr around ps5 could could look a little bit better i don't know it it just sort of feels like evil corporate sony has come out and said like no this has got our name on it you can't do that and we probably won't either so nobody's gonna end up doing it um, no fun for you yeah also kind of, what's the i know it's so that you can actually open up the console and stuff but why would you make removable faceplates like the 360's got uh, which we talked about, I think, last week. Um, why would you make those and then not make it so that you can do your own customizable ones? Or I, I mean, Xbox has got the whole like Streamlabs thing, which which people really like and use, and you can like put your name on the controller and have. Can't you have like every button is a different color or something? And you yeah, can have yeah the customizable thing. I don't. That's shut down right now as they retool for the new Series X controller. Okay. okay. But yeah. Um... Mm. you can do all that and plus the plates are removable they made them that way so that you could vacuum out your playstation Mm. so i mean granted i mean technically yeah it is part of it and and the changing the name i don't mind a whole lot because it is you know plate station so i can understand asking them to change that name that i don't have an issue with but yeah it just makes no sense Mm. yeah um, but I, I just don't understand the evil corporate side of them where it's like, no, you can't do this, we're not going to do it either, and nobody else basically can. Because then if, if a different company comes up with some other sort of name, I can't think of one off the top of my head, but another name to where that they can do their own faceplates, surely Sony's going to go over to whoever that's going to be and shut them down and then still not make their own ones. Um so I don't know. It's it's it's, it's a it's a disappointing situation, definitely. So I mean, it doesn't mean that PlayStation Five itself will be worse or that the games will be worse. It just means that it will be uh, less customizable. So, which is a shame. Um, cool. What else did you want to talk about today? Uh, well, the last thing I have to talk about is uh, Microsoft. Mm-hmm. Normally, when they launch a new console, they just throw a huge party. I don't know if you look back on the history and see neither their Xbox or their Xbox One launch parties, but they go all out. Obviously, with COVID, you can't do that, so they're going to be yeah. hosting a live streaming event on November November 10th, the day that the console launches. Uh, the company said that this event is meant to be a companion for your already existing gaming plans that day. There's going to be Let's Play segments, um, and you'll be invited to play along the content creators on stream. Microsoft refers to this as grabbing your device of choice, and you don't have to have an Xbox to play it as you know as part of the Game Pass, um, X Cloud, things like that. Um, so yeah, just it's going to be 2 p.m. Eastern time, which I think is 7 p.m. your time. Yeah, yeah. And it's going to be on YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook Gaming. Cool. 
Cool. Do you know what's interesting that I just noticed? We just talked about like the evil corporate Sony that doesn't want people to make custom faceplates, and then you've got again a digital kind of party. Um, you've got we've we've literally switched from an evil Sony corporate story where they don't make, want people to make faceplates, and they're probably not going to do it themselves, and then switch to hey Xbox is like celebrating or Microsoft celebrating the launch of. Uh, xbox and i'm not saying that sony isn't going to do that at a certain point but it just we've immediately switched kind of contrasts like on the podcast between the two different big competing companies in the next gen it's uh it's quite interesting um and it has been like that for a little bit of time you know sony's still sony's always had that kind of bit of corporateness to them i suppose um and at least in the last couple of years since like Game Pass and since Phil Spencer's kind of come in and everything, they have definitely been looked at as the nicer company, I suppose, in terms of like wanting to celebrate things with fans a little bit more and that sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, hopefully this will go really well um, and uh, we'll see how things go for it. But what do you think of the sort of differences I've kind of pointed out there? Yeah, it's just kind of a weird concept for that culture, so... Mm. Mm. Uh, what do you think of the Xbox event here? I'm definitely going to check it out at some point. Um, I'm going to be at work, so I don't know how much I'm going to be able to watch. So, yeah. yeah. But I definitely want to check it out for a little bit, see what they plan on doing. Okay. Yep. We'll look out for that on uh, November 10th, which is, yeah, next week on, um, yeah, next week on Tuesday. Tuesday. In a week's time. Yeah. Which is the day that uh, Valhalla Assassin's Creed comes out. So. That should be pretty good. Uh, what else did you want to talk about today? That's all I had. Cool. Uh, yeah, it's been a little bit um, light this week on news, but that's uh, perfectly fine. We do still have some emails to get to. If you want to send in your thoughts, feelings, questions, comments, or maybe concerns about video games um, or anything related to Entertainment Talk, uh, org, Twitter, eTalkUK, there's a contact page and information in your show notes. Bethany says, hey lads, how do you feel about violence and sex in video games? Can you think of situations where it's been taken too far and times where it was appropriate? Um, I mean, yeah, you don't want to play a game that's... Okay, it's it's a mature game that you're maybe playing at the end of the day. But you don't want any kind of... Uh, I don't know, it's something that's gratuitous and doesn't sort of serve the story or the characters. Because ultimately... Whatever happens in the story or what the characters do in the game that you're playing is supposed to be there to serve either the story or the characters, maybe some sort of character development or to push the story in a certain direction or to do something like that. And if you're doing something, not just in terms of sex and violence, but if you're doing something just to to kind of do it in a game and to not really push either of those things forward, um, you're not really doing your job correctly in terms of writing the video game or whatever you're trying to do with it um so yeah it's just it's just got to be a situation where it actually fits the context of the character's motivations what's happening in the story and does it sort of actually fit what's uh what's kind of going on what what do you think yeah i've i've always been uh does it fit like um easier to describe you know movies it's like Braveheart and Kill Bill are both incredibly violent movies. <laughs> but Braveheart is because, you know, it's war. It's medieval war. That was not a pretty thing. Yeah. Uh, Kill Bill was just violence for the sake of violence. Yeah. Um, I don't remember too much of... Was there two of those films? Yeah, there was a two... It was two-partered. 
Yeah, yeah, I, can't, I sort of remember some of them. I remember them being fairly good. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was only a few weeks ago when I gave an example of uh, Last of Us 2, one of the most, um, not just recent violent, vi- violent video games that I've played, but um, one of the most violent. And, yeah, I remember when we were building up to the game and it was kind of revealed sort of what the two, two cults would be like. And uh, there was a few complaints about, like, you know, the violence in the game and is it necessary and and that sort of thing. And I remember saying from day one, if if you're in a scenario where, you know, you're in a post-apocalyptic world where it's just, it's simply kill or be killed. And these people who are, granted, have a bit more of an aggressive approach. um, You do whatever you could to survive uh, in that scenario. And then when you put that together with a cult that's got particular ideas... Um, about like sacrifice or whatever the case may be that's going to elevate that experience or that particular um, situation and you very much see that in The Last of Us um, 2 and somewhat in the first game as well but just not not specifically with the two cults because they're not really in the first game or they're not in the first game at all I don't think Um, but that's a scenario where you've got that as well Uh, I mean there's that sex scene in, in The Last of Us 2 which a lot of people were just really particularly squeamish towards and uh, I remember hearing about it before I got to it not like the characters that were involved but just that there was a particularly sort of gratuitous um sex scene in the game and I remember getting to it and it just I like I I realized it was you know very very adult but it didn't really phase me in terms of being over the top or unnecessary it was very much um it, it fit with the the scenario that it was in and the two characters that were involved and everything like that. So uh, again, it's about context, the situation, the characters involved, uh, what's going on in the story, and that sort of thing. So um, yeah, uh, and obviously you got you got things like Doom as well, where you know, sure it's incredibly violent, but it's that's sort of what that game is. It's a sort of um, I think gallery shooter is the phrase that I've heard before, where that game is about you know ripping demons apart and shooting their heads off and using shotguns and exploding their heads and all that sort of thing. So. Um, we've got different scenarios in, in different games. So uh, Harrison writes in again and says, uh, Hey guys, thanks for the responses so far. You're very welcome. Uh, me and my son have been playing that Lego Marvel Superheroes 2 game and we really like it. There seems like a lot of value for money here too. I uh, hope you are both well. I uh, think we're both doing very well at this particular point. Thanks for asking. Um, I mean, we're in a week at the moment where um, in two days... The UK is going to go back into lockdown, and at some point tomorrow morning, the US is going to have a new president. So, <laughs> we uh, we live in interesting times, certainly. Um, yeah, I remember I remember playing the Lego Marvel Superheroes two game, and uh, there was still quite a lot to do even post story and everything. But like you kind of pointed out earlier, Robert, with the uh, Lego Indiana Jones games or just the Lego games in general, you can kind of go through and do the story without like grinding too much and stuff. But if you want to collect all the characters and that sort of thing, there is a lot of grinding involved, and especially with the Lego Marvel Superheroes game where there's hundreds of characters. I think. Um, I mean, I remember the uh, like Lego menu thing to switch between characters, and it pretty much took up the whole page <laughs> for the game. So uh, that was uh, cool as well. Uh, anything to add to that? Uh, no, not really. Okay, fair enough. I mean, like I've always said, I'm not a big uh, Lego guy because of the graininess of it, but if you're enjoying it together, that's that's excellent. Yep, that's uh, that's brilliant. So, um, which ones have you played, by the way, just out of curiosity? Uh, 
<laughs> I know I played one of the I know I played one of the Star Wars ones, but I couldn't remember and I couldn't tell you which one. And this was a long time ago. Okay. It's whatever one was. I I'd honestly have to look at my uh, Xbox achievements to see which one I've was played. It, was it one of the games with gold ones? It had to have been a games with gold because I don't remember ever buying it. Okay. Yeah, I think they've done all of them as games with gold ones. Not the not the three, not um, the new trilogy, but the prequels and the original trilogy. Uh, they've done as as games with gold, and then you've got the um, Skywalker Saga ones coming out next year, where it's going to be all nine games uh, in that. So that might be uh, quite good to look into. But um, yeah, the Marvel Lego Superheroes two games are pretty fantastic, so that should be good. Uh, and that's everything we've got for you for this episode of Random Gaming Talk. Thank you all very much for listening. Uh, if you want to, if you liked what you heard here, here today, and you want to hear more and support what we're doing here, that would be brilliant. Uh, you can find everything else that we do on EntertainmentTalk.org. If you'd like to support the podcast and Entertainment Talk, uh, we're on Patreon. You can have a look at the one dollar and three dollar level tiers. For instant ad-free podcast options <coughs> and review options as well. Amazon affiliate link if you're buying stuff on. Uh, on Amazon, maybe that Christmas shopping that you're doing early, a little bit early, or if you're treating yourself, or maybe both, uh, we can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you anything extra. iTunes feed, uh, if you search for Entertainment Talk on your favourite podcast platform, you can get yourself subscribed through that as well. And if we're not on your favourite podcast platform, please let us know so that we can look into whatever that is. Um, What's the other things? Uh, David is uh, running Geek Town, of course. There's a new Geek Town episode available today. I haven't listened to it yet because it got released just before I came on the podcast. Um, but if you want to listen to that for your up-to-date, reliable TV and film news, geektown.co.uk and Geek Town Radio on iTunes and the podcast services. Uh, Bex is streaming daily at the moment over on Twitch. Very fun, interesting, cool stuff over there. Uh, gaming and chatter and all sorts of fun, cool stuff. Uh, she was doing the Lego building recently, wasn't she? So, She's uh, still doing that. Still doing it. Cool. Um, yeah, so you can check her out over there if you search for Trista Bytes. There's Trista, B-Y-T-E-S. Go and follow her and uh, go over there as well. Uh, word of mouth, you can simply tell people that you know about Entertainment Talk, Geek Town, and Trista Bytes. Social media, you can do the same thing. Facebook, Twitter, and different Facebook groups if you can. And lastly, look out for Let's Play Sundays um, on Sundays as well. Thank you all very much for listening, and we will see you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.